Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, slash tormentor, John Opaluski. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jim. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. I, I have enjoyed... Uh, having some time with you today. Uh, we've been recording these, but in between, we've been having good conversations. I, I, I want to use uh, the first 10 seconds to tell everybody, if you don't have friends that are smarter than you are, you, you would do well to find some that you could enjoy, bounce ideas off of. Uh, man, it's just iron sharpens iron. Soap right. doesn't sharpen iron. Wood doesn't sharpen iron. Clay doesn't sharpen iron. You need, you need iron in your life. So thanks for being my friend, John. I appreciate uh, you. Same right today, back at you, Jim. Episode 57, here we go. Yeah. How to increase your team's engagement. What a, what a huge thing now. A lot of discouragement, a lot of confusion. A lot of people, you know, today is not like yesterday. Uh, right. This year is not like last year. And if you look at numbers and consider data as your, your point of reference, there could be a lot of people that are really feeling like, like they're losing their team, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about this today. Why don't you give us a little thought on, on where we're heading here? So Jim, I, I believe this, that the team you have around you is the most important asset in your organization, the organization that you lead. Uh, but that's only true when they're engaged. Yeah. Uh, uh, in 2017, Gallup did a, a report. And you know, when Gallup does something, they do it big. You know, like they, <laughs> they, they interview 50 billion people. You know, they're just, <laughs> it's a, the data that comes out of that is just overwhelming. But yeah. They, they did a state of the global workplace report in 2017, and they found that only 15%, that's one five yeah. percent of employees worldwide were engaged at work. Yeah. And by engaged, they mean people who are emotionally invested in, yeah. uh, in the organization. They're committing time and talent and energy. And they, they are very interested in advancing that organization's uh, initiatives. That's what they mean by that. So that 15, only 15% worldwide. In the United States, it's not much better. Only 31% of yeah. employees are engaged at work in the United States. And that means like 69% aren't. Yeah. And the cost to... to uh, businesses and churches and organizations is staggering just in terms of dollars, but I think also in terms of impact. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense. You think about the average day, you go down to the gas station, you grab your coffee from the restaurant, you know, the drive through window, you get your burrito, you drive down the street and you pass the guy on his way to the factory. And I haven't met anybody yet that's passionate about what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and once you get to that factory, it is, it can be difficult to find somebody who's passionate about manufacturing a chair for a car that, right. you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I wonder if it was, if they were more engaged in like the Asian world where there's honor in, you know, building a great chair versus the United States yeah. where, well, I, I got a family to feed. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. That's a, that's like a really good question. Yeah. So I, I see that Gallup here defines three levels of employee engagement. And I, I think that's worth unpacking as, as it pertains to our, sure. you know, kind of asking ourselves, what, what level are people at? What would those three levels be? Yeah. So the first one is engaged. And that means they're loyal. They're emotionally uh, invested yeah. in the organization. They're in roles that they excel. 
and uh, their talents are being used. And we talked in the last pod, right, about helping people find their why. Yeah. Boy, helping people find their why is a big key, a big contributor to engagement. So that's the first level. Second level are, are employees that are not engaged. And these are people who are, you know, they're not nasty. They're, they're happy and satisfied, but they only do what's asked of them. You know, they, they, they don't really contribute uh, energy or uh, ideas toward the organization's vision or goals. And so what they're basically doing is drawing a paycheck and uh, right. nothing more. Right. It, it's their living, not their life. That's right. And then the third one is those who are actively disengaged. It's kind of an interesting category. These are the workers who are openly critical and negative and are contributing to a toxic culture that really stifles uh, growth. And, and it's interesting, Jim, that the actively disengaged consume a disproportionate amount of a leader's time. Now, now that, may, that may shock pastors uh, to know that you know, 3% so. of the people create 80% of the problems. I, I, that's, that's news to all of us. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. But, but here's the, you know, Jim, here's the really good news, or it could be bad news, you know, depending on, on your perspective, that you as a leader are the biggest contributor to your team's level of engagement or lack of it. That's interesting. Yeah. I hope you're going to unpack that. Yeah, I, I think we will unpack that. And, and here's the even better news, that most of the things you as a leader can do to increase somebody's engagement level uh, at the organization you lead has nothing to do with money. Hmm. It's not about money. You, right. can't, you can't buy engagement right. with a salary. You just can't right. do it. That, that has a shelf life of like three yeah. days. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem, but it's a, it's a, it's a, actually a problem that is solvable. It's, it's not difficult to get a higher level engagement from those who work with us. Now, I, I, I know that Gallup came up with a kind of some uh, key factors, yeah. uh, team members that are on teams and, and these, these members who aren't there for the money, who aren't there for the fame, they're fully engaged. What were the, what were some of those factors? Yeah, so I'm going to give these to you pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening and you're taking notes, you may have to hit the pause button you know, while you're listening. Um, here's the first one. I know what is expected of me and my work. There's clarity, right? Um, well, that's simple, isn't it? That, that, you know, it's, it's, it's not a foosball table in the break room. Like, I just, I know what you want me to do, number yeah. one. So I, when I have a leader call me and say, hey, you know, this person on my staff is not performing well. The first question I ask them is, do they know what you mean by well? Yeah. Do they yeah. understand what you want them to do? And it's, it's uncanny, Jim, how often the response is, no, I don't think I've done a good job with that. <laughs> um, so it's simple to conceive of, sometimes it's a little harder to do. Here's the second one. I have the resources and training to thrive in my role. Yeah. Um, third one, uh, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day. Yeah. Um, let me give you a couple more here real quick. I, frequent, I frequently receive recognition, praise, and, and I think this is really cool, constructive yeah. criticism. Yes. So an engaged employee isn't necessarily somebody that I'm always saying nice things about. Right. 
because, you know, if I'm always saying nice things about somebody and I'm never saying, Hey, this is an area that I think you need to step it up in. Yeah. Um, that praise seems somewhat empty, uh, after a period of time. So it's, it's both. And I found that to be super fascinating. I don't know. What do you think about that one? I spent a couple of days with uh, Craig Rochelle and his leadership team. Uh, okay. Real privilege, real honor. My wife and I were invited. We went out there and, and they have that on their team, that open, like, like they called somebody, hey, uh, stand up here. And this kid comes up. He's, he's, he's not on staff even there. He was there like I was, just kind of checking out what's going on. He said, I'm going to give you a sermon topic. I want you to preach it for the next three minutes. And then we're all going to critique it. And I thought, that poor kid, you know, <laughs> you know Craig Rochelle, these, these like fabulous communicators are in the room and, yeah. and they go. And this kid goes and he goes, okay, guys, critique it. And, and the room was, was not mean, but they said, you, you lost me. You had me, then you lost me, then you, he said, so Craig goes, what if you try this? I'd do that same section, but do this now. And they started talking, stop, 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 stop. You lost me again. We don't, make it simpler, make it simpler. And yeah. so the room, by the time it was done, it was maybe a 15 minute exercise. And for 12 minutes, we'd criticize this kid and nobody was hurt. There was, yeah. it was, that was the exercise. We brought that home, my wife and I, and said, we need to instill this in our culture right. where we're open to critique, to making things better, putting things on trial for its life. And, uh, and, and, and not as a once in a while, because if it happens once in a while, then it's criticism. If it happens mm -hmm. you know, regularly, it's, it's, there's no pain in it. It's just what we do here. It's part of being better. Yeah. Um, so let me give you the other ones here real yeah. quick. These are key factors uh, that team members who are fully engaged are reporting gets them there. Uh, yeah. I trust my leader and believe he or she has my best interests in mind. Yes. Um, here's another one. My voice is heard and valued. Huge. Yeah. Um, let me give you two more. I clearly understand our organization's vision and how I contribute to it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that, I think, in the next pod uh, yeah, at length. And good. then uh, here's the last one. I have opportunities to learn and grow both personally and professionally. Yeah. Notice, Jim, I didn't say one, not one of them mentioned salary. Right. Right. Not yeah. one. So, so talented, see, talented, self-respecting people, you can pay them well, but they're not going to hang around very long if we drop the engagement ball. Right, right. So what I'd like to do is kind of pivot now, if we could, okay. Jim, and talk about what you, me, and others who are listening today as leaders can do to increase our team's engagement. Gotcha. How's that sound? Great. Hit me. Okay. So here's the first one. Get the right people in the right seats yes. doing the right things. Absolutely. You know, so we're, we talked in pod 56 about helping people discover their passion, their pain, and their proficiency and where those three uh, things come together. When we slot people in those kind of roles, they produce at amazingly high levels. Yeah. They, and you said it in, uh, in the last pod, they don't need to be tightly managed. No. Uh, they show up on time, they're prepared, uh, they enjoy their work more, they buy in. Man, it just makes sense, right? That God created us as his workmanship to do good works that he already has set up for us to do. So the good works are prepared for us. It's just, I have to match yeah. people to that. And yeah. uh, so I think that is, is one of the powerful things we can do as a leader, get the right people in the right seats doing the right things. Right. Opening doors for people's gifts to be expressed in ways that are satisfying and productive. Man, that, that is leadership, right? That's everything. I think so. Yeah. So here's a, 
Here's another one, uh, Jim, uh, and that, this is the second one, and that is uh, continuing education. Continuing education. I, uh, you know, if you want a team member's engagement to grow, make room for them to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, invest in, in training. Uh, I, yeah. I spent 20 years in the business world, and in general, the business world does a much better job than the nonprofit world when it comes to the, uh, a commitment to their employees, their staff, their teams, continuing education. And I think we drop the ball many times as a church because we don't budget enough. We don't value that enough. Yeah. But I think that is something mm -hmm. that is that people who are engaged are telling us this yeah. helps my engagement level. I think, think about that one, Jim. I, I like our staff. We always try to go away for a, for a just us retreat to talk about what's happening with us in the future and the next year and budgets. But we do another one where, you know, like we go to the River Valley Conference in, uh, in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I can't tell you how our church has been affected by all going together to the same conference to discuss things in a similar way. It's, it's really, it, it's altered. You know, Kingdom Builders is something we instilled because we went to that thing, the way youth ministry does youth ministry, being prepared mm -hmm. for the online challenges that have, that have happened in the last year, come out of seeing what they did online. It really, it, it is, it, it costs money. And somebody says, my tide dollar went where? It's like in, into your church. Because when we develop these people, these are the people that do the ministry. That's so right. Yeah, I, I agree completely. So let me give you a third one here, Jim. And that is to... Uh, we're talking about powerful things leaders can do to help raise the level of engagement in their organization. And the third one is to show genuine interest in people. Yes. Yeah. Your staff and team are not robots. Yeah. They're not cogs in a machine. Right. Um, they're human beings. They have families. They have feelings. They have dreams. They have pain. And, um, you know, we're not suggesting you become a counselor, a pseudo counselor, <laughs> right. um, but right. here's what we are suggesting that, that you regularly take a few moments on a regular basis, week and probably a weekly basis to ask how a team member is doing, yeah, how their family is coming along and really listen to them. Um, I, I have a, a little story I want to tell you real quick. Yeah. Uh, I had, uh, I worked for uh, a company and I won't name the company. Um, but the, the, the CEO of the company called me into his office, um, for a conversation and that was not an unusual occurrence. So I wasn't nervous about it at all. But as I walked into his office, he was reading the newspaper. Okay. And he was talking to me while he was reading the newspaper. <laughs> And I thought to my, you know what happened to my level of engagement yeah. in that moment did not go up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Because I felt like you're not really interested in me. Yeah. I don't even know why you're having this conversation with me. Yeah. Um, you, and, and so if you're not interested, don't pretend you are. But I'm saying this, if you are not interested in the lives of the people who serve on your team with you, you are shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things I like to do is, is I, I have an appointment that cancels or there's an hour in the day for whatever reason that isn't full. I like to, I like to walk to the offices, poke my head in the door and say, how's it going? And if I have time to talk, I can, if I'm interrupting a meeting, I, I try not to, 
but just, you know, hey, you're doing a great job. I just want to say thanks for all you do. And I was like, well, you don't have to say that. It's like, I know, just, you know, hey, you want to play golf this weekend or whatever. And all of a sudden, there's a, there's a much deeper um, foundation to the relationship than their performance. Right. Not, not people and we're brothers. And yeah. Yep. Huge. So, so quickly, let me give you two more yeah. here, Jim. Uh, number four, connect the dots between what they do daily and the big picture vision of your organization. Yeah. Um, one of the most motivating things you can do as a leader is to help your team understand how the work they do every day contributes to the compelling destination your organization is trying to reach. Absolutely. And Jim, we're going to talk about the vision thing in our next pod, pod 58 at length. But part of my job as a leader, uh, as a leader of Converge Coaching, you're on my team. Um, yeah. and we have other folks on our team. One of my, the most important things I can do for you is help you understand how your contribution to Converge Coaching helps us reach yeah. and influence 25,000 leaders yeah. by 2025, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it provides meaning and purpose. And, and actually, I think it even gives energy. Uh, yeah to yeah. you as a team member when you know hey when i do this yeah. here's how it here's how it moves the needle for the organization yeah yeah i agree I, we just had our meeting last week and i i watched as you went from each member of the team and kind of said hey this is what to the rest of the team this is what they've done since we last met and this yeah. is how it's affected the organization and this is why we're farther down the road and you know every person kind of got their moment uh, whether that was purpose or, or just unconscious, it was good leadership. No, it was purposeful. It, yeah. I, I plan that, you know, yeah. um, because I want everybody on my team to understand that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we leave those meetings. I hope we leave those meetings encouraged and yeah. uh, built up and excited to roll up our sleeves and work for another quarter. Um, so let me give you uh, this fifth one and then Jim, we'll, we'll have to wrap this up pretty quick. I'm pretty sure we've gone a little past our time. Uh, and that is just to recognize a job well done. Yeah. You know, your team can run in the strength of a well-deserved compliment for weeks. Yeah. And what gets celebrated, what gets complimented, gets yeah. repeated. Yeah. So when they're doing a great job, recognize that. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, brag on them. When somebody, when, you know, we have clients who brag on our team. I, I, I take a note of that and I want to make sure I tell that teammate, Hey, so-and-so this client said you did a wonderful job for them. I just want to let you know how much they appreciate it, how much I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so Jim, as we kind of wrap this up, I, I think there are two like questions I'd like us just to um, really think about as leaders. And that is this, why does this subject matter? Why does engagement matter? I don't think a lot of leaders wake up in the morning and think, how would I get my team more engaged this week? Yeah. You know, why should you care about it? One, because if you're serious about reaching your full potential as an organization, you need a team. Yeah. And a fully engaged team. Yeah. Uh, two, a fully engaged team is a lot more fun to be around. Absolutely. How much yeah. time did we spend laughing on our Zoom call last week? <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think part of that is because everybody on that team is engaged. Right. Um, and then the clients that we serve are going to benefit greatly. Yeah. You know, they're going to be happier. They're going to be more loyal to the organization. The customer experience will be fabulous yeah. if we have engaged team members. So, I, Jim, I really want to encourage 
leaders to avoid this tendency to blame their teammates for their lack of engagement. Right, right. And first, take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself those five questions that we uh, positioned uh, throughout this pod today. Yeah, I, we have to remember that the church is not a factory. In, in a right. factory, you hire a guy to screw a nut into a bolt and, and to do it again and again and again until we, we tell you to stop. And this comes out of our hearts. This is not just out of a, a mindless set of repetitious tasks. This, either we do this from our heart or we don't do it well. So I, right. I, think, I think helping, especially you generally the leader is an older person on the team, having a father, having a mother say, well done, or hey, you could have done that better and I, I expect better from you next time. Hey, hey you did it better. Congratulations, you, you met my expectations. I'm so proud of you. I mean, now we're a family. We're not, we're not a factory, and we're That's never right. supposed to be a factory. So, John, thank you for your wisdom and your insights today. We appreciate that. I know we've got another podcast coming up here next week. Can you give us a little, a little teaser on us on the vision part you said? Yeah, we're going to talk about casting vision in a new age of leadership. Right. Uh, you know, Jim, once the quarantine hit, most pastors were struggling with casting any kind of vision. At least they were telling us that. Yeah. Uh, they were more focused on surviving, yeah. which is understandable. Sure. But we believe it's time to start casting vision again. So we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, it's always been the time to cast a vision. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, well, John, thanks again for your time. We look forward to the next one. And in the meantime, enjoy this podcast. Like it, share it, send it to people that you think would bless. And we will continue to pray for you as you continue to lead from alignment.